Our guidebook provides all the answers you never knew you sought on a variety of topics. While we may not have any credentials, expertise, or formal training on the topics we address, we do have some amusing anecdotes, and who knows, maybe you'll learn something along the way. This is what we call the Definitive Guide, and we are the Von Kuhlbergs. This episode is called Bad Restaurant Behavior, and it may contain some adult language and themes. Screaming at the top of his lungs and silenced the entire restaurant, like the whole restaurant. And we, and my mom, everybody at our table thought that like there was something terribly wrong. And like the host came running over to see because like everyone's like, what? <laughs> you know, did somebody stab him? What has just happened? And the whole restaurant is staring at him. And, and somebody said, like, are you okay after the scream is over? Hello, Philippe. No. What do you mean, no? That's not my name. What is your name? My name is Merle. Hello, Merle. Uh, I uh, I knew a Merle in junior high. I had a crush on her. Unrequited. Oh, Merle and, was a girl? Yeah, I knew a Merle who was a girl, and it, I had an unrequited, an unrequited crush upon her, and then I was going to say that pretty much speaks... To every single crush I ever had, I don't know that there was another. There was another type. Well, that's not true. I guess I got married, so there was one. I was going to say you did end up getting married and having yeah. kids, so I know yeah. what you did. But I didn't really have a crush uh, first. Uh, it was just you know, she pursued me. You know, I know. I'm I'm aware. All right then. Um, you know, the Merle I was um, naming myself after is male. Oh, I do. I, yeah, I was one of those. That is a, that is a androgynous kind of name. It could be male, female, no. asexual. Yeah, it covers a variety of pronouns. I'm I am unwillingly asexual. <laughs> Not by choice. And we're off. Uh, I've been doing some shopping because a very important day is coming up. It's Merle, Merle's birthday is coming up soon, and uh, I just want to say I'm swinging for the fences with what I'm getting you. You're either going to absolutely hate it, <laughs> there's a 50% chance, or a 50% chance it may be one of your favorite gifts of all time. Like, it's, it's you're either just going to be like, I have no use for this, or... Or that, and I decided to just swing because you are an incredibly hard person to shop for. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to get, but somebody, some I, w- I was thinking of somebody <laughs> out of the blue, not in terms of your of a gift, was talking about this item and how much they're enjoying it, and that prompted the idea. I will say, just to get this out there, it is not in any way sexual. Is it is it a toupee? It is not a toupee. I don't no. think there's anything about this gift that you will find 
insulting or anyway. It's a, it's a it's it's a it's an if you like it, you're really gonna like it. Okay. Well, no, I mean, you certainly it. didn't have to get me a gift. No, I do. I I feel that um, we don't get gifts that often from anyone or things like that. So I thought this is sort of a gift that I mean it, it's useful, but it, it could be a fun gift if you if you like it. Okay. And then and then in our next podcast we'll check in and you'll I was gonna say you'll have to tell me if you like it or not, but to be to be perfectly honest, there's really only one answer to that question that you can give right. with all that good and that. Uh, and then the other thing that just happened two days ago is my uh, my former stepfather died, just passed away. Now he and my mom are been divorced for like seven or eight years, but they were married for about twenty years, and then they just had a very uh, they had a very uh, unpleasant divorce. That my mom mostly, I mean, my mom had every reason to get divorced, but. I don't know that the re- when she decided to get divorced, I was like, this is the way it's always been. I'm like, what now? Uh, but my mom was convinced that there were all sorts of um, shady dealings going on. And I don't know if they were or they weren't. They were never, <laughs> never proven. You're but, talking uh, shady financial deals. Shady financial, so just things. And my stepfather firmly uh denied them on never and but and this was weird my mom uh forbade all of her children to have any contact with him basically said that if you want to have a relationship with me you will not speak with him and i didn't i mean i he was not someone i would normally just call up and like talk with so it was so but it was very, it was very final, and uh, I am sad to hear of his passing because he was a very colorful character, um, in many ways. Yeah, I mean, I I know uh, a little bit about the tumultuous relationship that your mom had, and and certainly I knew just some of the challenges through the divorce so i was i'm not sure even now to say i'm sorry or to say congratulations <laughs> my mom is uncertain i will say this now this has been a surprise um and it only has recently happened is i ran into my stepsister his his daughter uh, a couple of years ago and we have probably maintained the most like positive, pleasant, you know, and we were never, we never had an unpleasant relationship. We just were, we would come together at family dinners and that was sort of it. But uh, we've actually, we haven't gone to dinner, but she's come to some shows I've done and we exchange texts and things like that. So um, out of respect for her, (laughs) and and again, I I don't know. Is she one of our listeners? She might be soon, so we want to make sure okay. if I announce it have a pot at my storytelling show, uh, I might say. But so I don't really have. But even now, I don't have any. I don't have any negative feelings. I'm more aware of how my mom felt, but right. he he and I didn't really. I mean, <laughs> there was one time he swore at me, but other than that, one time he was just one of the most interesting people I know and my favorite. I actually. And I, I tell a story on stage about him 
because he had one of the most peculiar quirks uh, I've ever seen is that he he might have been, and he was very pleasant and very charming in, in most day-to-day activities, he might have been the most difficult person, uh, like a uh, customer, patron of a restaurant biz wow. ever. Like he, yeah. Did you ever witness any of his things firsthand? I have. No, I don't know that I've witnessed them firsthand. I've heard you mention this before, and it's uh, quite funny. So, yeah, please share. It was, it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, and, and I think people won't believe the the transformation, but um, he he just. Uh, he was never satisfied. I guess we should first talk about his order. <laughs> and I and I remember how I think I first saw uh, cottage cheese. He would order cottage cheese. And Who orders then, cottage cheese? First of all, that's a I've never seen anybody order cottage cheese. Would order cottage cheese, and then uh, I didn't know it was cottage cheese. Well, I guess I did know because some ordered, but then he would then cover it with black pepper. So that, and I mean, and he would take the lid, the top off the black pepper and just pour it, pour it on until like the cottage cheese was completely black. It would be unrecognizable as cottage cheese. You would think it was just some sort of very dark charcoal soup. You could not recognize that. Um, and that's, that's how it was with that with, he was very, I don't know what he had done to his taste buds. <laughs> they hadn't been dead because he he would um, he would order things that just other humans couldn't eat. Onions. He was huge onions and garlic. He one of the the biggest thing biggest fights and I, I saw with my mom. I, I never said anything, but he would he would always send things back. Do you ever send food back at a restaurant? I probably in my life I have done it once or twice, but no. Generally, and I'll say this: I, I would be mortified every every time. I'm not. Uh, I, I think I'm too non-combative to be completely honest. Uh, and and but I had too many friends that were servers, and I know how difficult that that job is. And so that he would treat his people uh, like I remember once he he wanted an omelet with onions in it, and. He he got his omelet. There weren't enough onions. He sent it back and he said, uh, I need a lot more onions. This has no flavor. I need flavor. He's always, that was his favorite word. It's all about the flavor. And they came back with, <laughs> with like a bunch more onions. And, and it might have been a new omelet. And he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, and, he, and he said, what I want you to do is take an onion, chop it up, and place it on top of the omelet, and they couldn't. They couldn't believe. They couldn't believe that anyone would do that. The the chef actually came out to see if that was truthful. Want to see who this horrible person was? And they served it to him raw, raw, not cooked onion, raw, a whole raw onion on top of his omelet. And that's that was just his food. The other things I see, like just the level of entitlement. Um, Corner Bakery. You ever eaten at Corner Bakery? Of course. Corner Bakery by your, one of them that's by where you live. Uh, he got a meal on a tray, like soup or whatever. 
ate his meal. And then he just, he was done. He turned around and placed the tray on the table behind him. The problem was that that table was filled with four people who were eating. He just dropped the tray in the middle of their dining experience. Did he, he knew what he was doing? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, he was done. And they asked him, what are you doing? He's like, I'm done. And that was, and it would be so, so incredibly, incredibly embarrassing. Um, and he was just oh, bad. Sorry, go ahead. I don't want to. How did that? How did that end? Did he just walked away and they... he threatened him? He, he, my mom intervened and put the tray like on a different table because oh, okay. my mom was mortified. We're all mortified because these things would happen before we knew what we're doing. Like we weren't complicit in it. We would steadfastly oppose them, but he would just do them before. Um, he <laughs> he had. He had a health condition for a while where he could not move his arms so well. And we went to the Melrose Diner, which is no longer in existence. And he sat down at a table and there was some jelly. Oh, you disappeared. There was some jelly on the on the table. And he sat down and he got it on his and remember it's clearly he was wearing a yellow polo. He had a, a jelly stain on his polo. And he he called the bus and all, of course. Every time he's talking to a busboy, it doesn't matter if they were white or Latino. He would They were always senor. And he would yell it across the restaurant, senor! And then he pointed, he couldn't move his arms that well. He's like, I've got jelly on my on my polo. And the, the, the man who was busting the table didn't know what to do. And he put the, like a wet, he handed a wet rag. And my stepfather was like, no, 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 no. You need... To wipe the jelly off, and he pushed his stomach out and offered it <laughs> up to the man. Now I knew that he couldn't move his arms, and that's part of the reason why he was doing that. But the man who was busting the tables, who was going to put a shiv in him, like didn't know that. So, uh, so it was fascinating. So I, I guess you know, I didn't, I didn't miss that aspect of him once my parents. What, what is like the odd part of it is the. I don't know that that he would think that other people should be doing this or like that he should think that these people should take his tray or he, he thinks that these other people should be responsible for wiping jelly off of him. Here, like, here's the thing. Like it, he overall was a nice guy. Like there was something wrong with I don't understand. Like you, you met him, like he was usually enjoyable and charming to talk to. And, but there was something about uh, the restaurant. Well, there were a few other things, the way that would come out. I don't know. There was just a way where I, I never felt that like, and this would be embarrassing me too. Cause he, there was a year where he would drive me to work. Like my first year out of college, uh, I had a job downtown and I had living, I hadn't moved out into an apartment yet. So I came home that summer got a job and he would drive me down and he would do things that were amazing. Like there would be, there would be a line. There's always construction, a line of cars trying to get off at this one exit. You know how everybody is in the line and, and every day. So it wasn't like a one time, like I can understand once in a while you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't really, this is my exit. I'm going to miss it. Every day he would drive right up to the front of the line and there's just. <laughs> 
force his car in there and basically dare people to hit him and nobody did and every like every every single day and i would i would actually lower my seat so people couldn't see me i was so embarrassed yeah that's that's painful and and the senior thing i can relate to as well my um grandparents used to do horrible spanish speaking to wait staff regardless of where they may have been from or whatever and and even so, they would say things like uh, "agua a por favor." Yeah, and, I, and I'm like, I think you can say water. Like, no, there's they're Spanish speaking, and I'm like, well, even if that's true, as a busboy, I guarantee you, he knows the word water. Ah, uh, it's it's it was terrible. Um, the 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 pinnacle. And I think you've heard me talk about this. The pinnacle was <laughs> we were at a restaurant. Mia Francesca. Nice Italian restaurant. Yeah, very nice. And there was a baby at the table nearby. And he 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 was not willing to have his dinner interrupted by this baby. So he <laughs> He, he first, I mean, called the 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 host, the maitre d, over and said, like, not in a nice way. He's like, is that baby going to be making that noise throughout, like, my dinner? And the baby wasn't being bad. The baby was just, like, cooing and making happy noises and people were coming over. Every now and then he'd let out, like, a, or she would let out, like, a happy chirp. But it wasn't, like, a baby that's, like, crying. I've been, like, on an airplane or places where you're stuck with a screaming, crying baby. And I get that after a while, how that could grate on anyone. Yes. Um, this was a happy baby who, for the most part, was, like, being quiet and well-behaved, but occasionally would, like, let out a happy. And most people in the vicinity of this baby were, like, like they're like, oh, how cute. Like, it was a cheery, it was a cheery experience, <laughs> except for my stepfather who then uh he he asked the 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 maitre d to reseat them at another table and they went back and they went and asked the party and they refused to be they refused to be sat at another table which is infuriated my stepfather because how dare they? Like, how dare... I mean, I, I can't even imagine. you imagine somebody saying, like, there's another party over there that's complaining about your baby. They'd like us to move you to the back of the restaurant. Would you be yeah. willing to do that? Um, so they went up, and, and the parents said no. And we're like, let's, let's forget it. And we were moving on. We were actually trying to, like, steer the conversation away. And all of a sudden, mid-sentence... My stepfather let out one of the loudest screams I've ever heard a human being make. And it wasn't a noise. It was like, ah, screaming at the top of his lungs and silenced the entire restaurant. Like the whole restaurant. We, my mom, everybody at our table thought that like there was something terribly wrong. And like the host came running over to see because like everyone's like, what? You know, did somebody stab him? What has just happened? And the whole restaurant is staring at him. And and he said, "Like, are you okay?" After the scream is over, and that's when my stepfather yelled, 
If that baby can scream, well, then so can I. And it was just, it was complete, like, it, it was. Everybody like, else do. Like, people were horrified. Like, I, you know, like, nobody, I don't think, I think people were afraid. So this was uh, probably, I'm trying to think, this probably was 20 years. It seems like it just happened because of the horror and shame. This is a totally different time back then, like, there wasn't this sort of bad behavior from everyone and the anger from everyone that you see now. So I think people were just shocked. My mom called him an asshole and like said, we're leaving. And while we're like paying and getting out, like this was the best part while we're paying to get up. Um, the father of the, the, like the, the baby's grandfather um, arrived and must have talked to his daughter about what had happened and came up to approach my stepfather. He called and said, hey, buddy, you're a real asshole. And the grandfather was Brian Dennehy, which I don't know if you know Brian Brian Dennehy, famous, world-famous actor. World-famous actor. And my stepfather proceeded to argue uh, with Brian Dennehy. And they actually got into a pushing match. Uh, where my mom was screaming for me to stop in the front of, of like, they weren't full on pushing, like they were chest bump pushing, screaming at each other over. Cause my, my stepfather was a big dude. And so was Brian Dennehy, by the way. Well, what was your, what was your stepfather's rebuttal to you're an asshole for screaming and acting like an ass? Uh, I believe his rebuttal was, this is not a cracker barrel. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a strong argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, th- that behavior is unwarranted because it's not a Cracker Barrel. However, my behavior and my screaming is totally acceptable. And like, here's the thing, though: like, outside of that type of environment, he was he was nice. He was a, well. I mean, it couldn't have been that nice. My mom got. I mean, they. They they had their differences, got divorced, but like their his behavior and interactions outside of those sort of <laughs> the restaurant dynamic would not indicate that he would act that way. Like you would never think that this is a person, and not even that way because that's not just like people who are bad and picky. Like that was like a borderline psychotic. Well, there was something about entering a restaurant that was like a portal to a different dimension for him like where a he, different person yes he became a different person so my my mom belongs has always belonged to this tennis club since we were kids my grandparents belong to this tennis club and my parents belong to this tennis. she still belongs there and uh my family does not like going to eat at the tennis club with my mom because my mom becomes another person primarily at the tennis club but also some other places too but where she feels like the wait staff there are her personal servants. Yeah. And she treats them as such. And like for <laughs> even for example, like we had a family dinner. There was we were in a, a there's probably like 16 of us around this table and they came with trays of food that you would then, you know, take and pass around and they started handing it. And my mom's like, no, 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 please serve everyone. And I'm like, Mom, they're not they're not <laughs> servants. They're, this isn't a like they're, they're bringing the food to the table, and then we do that. Like, 
Why would you think that it's okay um, to ask them to put stuff on each person's plate? That's not a normal wait staff type of a request. That see, don't like that would make I just I'm I'm reliving the trauma of my step. I mean that that behavior makes me cringe. Like that, oh, yeah. that is like that's you know it's like curb your enthusiasm type behavior. <laughs> and I can't watch that show. I cannot watch curb your enthusiasm because it makes me so anxious. And right. Yeah. No. I that same <laughs> because I I I live some of that stuff and and but I mean it's it's worse. And I guess now that I think about it, I'm surrounded by a few different people that have like some weird personality disorders and are completely oblivious to having them. Yeah. Like I, my stepfather would, would be sh- always shocked when we would like, cause we would talk about him with that. And he was like, what are you talking? Like he, like <laughs> you're, you're being ridiculous. Like that's it. I don't do anything that bad. I mean, I pay for my meal. I get, I want to get what I paid for. And if you don't pay, you know, if, if you don't do that, um, then he would basically, he would call me a wuss, except he didn't, it wasn't, it didn't start with W. <laughs> yeah. what he would say. So he, but would go out of his way to help people uh, was, you know, I had a, my brother's autistic and, 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 it was very pronounced and difficult and he would be very patient and tolerant with my brother. Um, but get him in a restaurant. And, uh, it was he, the, the one time I, he, I, I, I felt so bad. And this was before I had a full-time job. I was like working as a, as a, in a day camp, driving a bus and teaching swimming lessons. And I was so embarrassed at a restaurant over his behavior. They were, he was leaving a quarter as a tip. Because the waiter never was able to get him like his meal correctly, so he was leaving a quarter, and I went back in there and put twenty dollars down on the table, which again was more than at the time was more than twenty percent tip back yeah. in that day. And he found out and basically challenged me to a fight in the parking lot, <laughs> and I just I ran away. Literally, I did not know. I don't. What do you do when your stepfather challenges you to a fight and means it? I didn't want to fight him. We were in the, it was basically in a parking lot of a mall. Uh, so I ran away and he, as he called me derogatory names, as I ran through the parking lot. I had my own car. I ran to my car and I just drove off. And my mom was like, what, what happened? Why did you do that? What's wrong? I'm like, I, I didn't even bother explaining it to her. So I don't know if that's, if the restaurant behavior is generational, right? Like I, cause I don't know anybody. Our age who behaves that way, I, I did see it from my grandparents. I see it from my mom. And on top of it, like I, I had, I remember even reading things like when I was single about you know women want people who you know how you treat the waiter is is indicative of how you would treat. And I'm like, who treats the waiter bad? Like right. I don't know anybody who who, who would like 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 going to a even in like at a work function with people so my age or a little bit older. Like to go and have somebody be rude to the waiter, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. I mean, there are it not not in that way or that different. Like there's people I've seen that are just jerks. Um, and to everybody. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, right. They're just unpleasant human beings, not yeah. like people who are functional members of society, but put them in a restaurant 
and they are a different human being. Yeah. Well, so it's a complicated, leaves a complicated uh, set of emotions for you. Well, uh, I, I will not have to dine with him. So uh, overall, I, I hope he rests in peace. And I have mostly fond memories. And that's all I want to say. <laughs> I'm a little afraid he might haunt me. And we might, someday his daughter might be one of our potential listeners. Well, I wonder if like, Brian Denny, he'll show up to his funeral and... He's dead. Brian Denny, he's dead? Yeah. Brian Denny, he's dead. They're both dead. I didn't know Brian Denny, he died. Yeah, Brian Denny, he died a few years ago. Um, and I don't I don't know what it was, but yes, neither one of them. So very few people are left that could... Come back. The people in the restaurant probably will remember it. Um, yeah, he probably... That's my top two. This wasn't in a restaurant. My top two memories of drinking establishments, uh, dining and drinking establishments, of the weirdest things. They're the most unusual, embarrassing. You were actually at the other one. Do you recall what I'm? Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't know what you're talking about. How about? And this wasn't a restaurant. This is a bar where you and I were. You and I. <laughs> Were we were out to uh, just drinking, and suddenly a bunch of clowns came in. Oh my goodness! A bunch of people dressed as clowns, and and there was a melee. So full fledged clowns, not not like people clowning around. These were people in makeup and large yeah. shoes and red noses and wigs and white face paint and. The full-fledged clown, and yeah. and what could be more fun-loving than a bar full of clowns? <laughs> and I don't know what happened, but I do remember the the bartender who was, or, or probably also a bouncer because he was very big, leaping over the bar and pounding a clown in the face. <laughs> it was a full-on brawl. Full-on melee. People were hitting on one of the clowns. Uh, was was there were a couple like I mean like a rom- a boyfriend and a girlfriend and some people were harassing the female member of that uh, and so the male her boyfriend like stood up it turned into a big fight and I mean and we're talking that's would you say there had to be at least twenty five clowns in there. It was a busload of clowns. It was a busload because they were on a crawl, pub crawl. And, and, whereas a normal busload would be like 15. Of course, there was like 30. Right. They were clowns. <laughs> How many did you get? I just remember, and, and we did, I, I didn't even move. I just remember being in oh. complete shock at the bar as this all went on. The bartender leapt over and actually fell after he hit somebody. Do you remember yeah. that? He fell? I, I, I mean, I don't think I even took my elbows off the bar during the whole thing. It, we just sat there completely still, look, just like turning, pivoting our heads left to right to look at what was going on. Didn't move an inch. It was it was absolutely crazy. Uh, and I remember at the end of that, just seeing a, a, a kind of a giant red nose rolling around the floor like that. And we, 
What does it say that of my two most memorable restaurant experiences? That's only number two. Like, yeah, <laughs> I actually forgot about that. Um, yeah, that was quite the evening. Yeah. Uh, that was at a bar right across the street from Wrigley Field. Yeah. And it wasn't, I don't believe it was like a Friday or Saturday night. Like, I think we just went out to, I, I think we were going out to grab like pizza and something to drink. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden there was just a full on clown melee. And there's so many variables that have to come together <laughs> in the right way for a clown melee at a bar to take place. <laughs> Starting with, you have to have a busload of clowns. <laughs> And that's not something you see every day. As a matter of fact, in the rest of my life combined, I have zero instances of ever seeing a clown bus. The only time, <laughs> the only time that I've seen a clown pub crawl, it ended in 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 a in a full on melee. Yeah, those it clowns was... were were not speaking in clown friendly language either at that point. I remember there's a lot of clown swearing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were not they were not family friendly those no. were not family friendly family friendly clowns but it was delightful i mean oh yeah <laughs> absolutely and 20 years later we have a story to tell on our podcast yeah, it happened so fast and so like sudden and explosively like we didn't we didn't even remember. I just remember sitting slack jawed, staring, and not knowing, like just looking around because we were surrounded by fighting clowns. Yeah, clowns battling bar bar staff. It was something. I think that's a good place to leave our our audience with. All right, that, that visual. Be nice to your to servers, people in the service food industry. Don't. Yeah. Uh, don't go on a pub crawl dressed as clowns. And if you do, don't get into a melee. Act like a proper clown and not like a bad clown. Yeah. And uh, an exciting uh, day in your life is, is fast approaching. Till next time then, Armand. Till next time, Merle. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> it has. Talk soon.